dudes? What's up? Green <coughs> Barbarians Podcast, episode 42. Yeah, we're all back. Hell yeah. Trio's back together. <coughs> Runesgiving's over. Yeah, the Runesgiving wrap-up. <clears throat> it was, uh... Felt longer this year. That's what she said. Me. It was, right? <laughs> and, uh... I don't know. I think it was mostly because of school. It really threw me out of my rhythm that I was in with school, like my smoking habit was finely tuned to fit my class schedule and my homework schedule, and so taking that away, I was like, kind of, uh... Good hit a reset. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, it's good to get a break and, you know, try to fit the time, whatever, but, yeah, it seemed more difficult to abstain this year than last year. And also a 4x4x48. Four by four by Oh my god, that was fucking... By the was, gods. But, that was so brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> we recovered pretty quick. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was like really, like the two days we did it, and then like four days after. So I mean, overall, six days of suffering. And that was it. So, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I, I honestly, probably after two days, I think I was feeling like 90% better. My, the outside of my knee, whatever's going on there, is just fucking still like, a different size than my left knee, and I don't know Uh-oh. if it, maybe I just never noticed that or something, maybe, like, probably I not, I don't know what the fuck's, it's weird, but yeah, now I'm like, Been looking at it, like, oh. no, it, like, it hasn't bothered me or anything, so I don't mm-hmm. know, like, it's just, big right just seems, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, is it, like, can, when you press on it, <clears throat> can you, like, fluid, no, 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 it's like, I don't know, whatever, I don't know if that's, like, my LCL or something, like, a tendon, but, it's my stand up, so you can see it, but, when you press on it, is it, like, like puffy? Just, no, mm. but like, can you see how like this is like? Oh yeah, I can definitely see it, dude. Yeah. What yeah, if? Because what I get worried yeah. about. Yeah. Holy shit. That's what I'm saying. Like they're just like different, but it's like, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not in any pain, and it's not like. Uh, I wonder if it was like oh, that before yeah. and you just didn't notice yeah. it. Because one thing that I always <clears throat> I'm trying to be mindful of now is when you drive, you obviously only use one leg. And, like, when my back's really fucked up, I can tell when I'm only using one leg all day driving. Um, so, maybe that's your foot you use for your gas and brake. Maybe that's just an extra tendon you have from driving. Honestly. That's really interesting. Could yeah. be. Could be. Check it out. See so if it doesn't... bulges when you're driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no shit. Doesn't bother you at all? No, it's not, it's not causing me any pain. And Yeah, but I swear I only really noticed it during the 4x4x48. But I, I guess I was trying to, I was paying special attention to all my yeah. joints and shit too, so. Yeah, because I know, and everything else was swelling too, so you're like, oh, this is just swelling with everything else. Yeah, yeah, and maybe, it, yeah. I Seriously, who knows, but I know, not only with my legs, but um, my left shoulder was fucked up for a while, and I, like, even when I was looking at myself with a shirt off, you can see, like, one of my shoulders is just bulging up more, I was like, that's fucked up. And I realized it's from fucking driving with my left arm on top of the wheel all the time because I drive a lot for work and I mean, I don't know, everybody fucking drives. But um, but yeah, so I've been doing, working on using my other arm to drive and doing exercise to stretch my arm back because when I look and see how my shoulders like pushed up and fucked up, it's because the whole shoulder joint is rotated forward. Or whatever the bottom is rotated forward from having my arm up on top of the steering wheel i think because mm. i've been doing stretches with my arm back like rotated the other way like that thing i do hanging on the bar yeah and every once in a while i'll get like a pop <coughs> and my shoulders slowly like working itself back into place at, by exercising it regularly to like fix the imbalance 
Yeah. Yeah. Anything repetitive motion is like basically spells injury. If you do one thing or like a handful of things long enough, like one of them will injure you. Well, that's because it causes an imbalance, really. You can do any fucking action as long as you correctly balance it front, front and back half of your body, left and right half of your body. I mean. Anytime you have anything in balance, it's going to cause an injury because whatever side's weaker is going to fail first, you know? <coughs> balance. Quality. The equinox. It all comes together. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you take your entheogens yet, or are you saving them for that no, concert? I'm saving them. Yeah. So the concert this past week that I was supposed to got canceled. Damn I have it. one more this week that I doubt will get canceled. Which right. one are you going to? So Greta Van Fleet got canceled, but I'm going to the Eagles again. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Greta Van F- Fleet, that's going to be sick once you're eventually able to get to that one. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love them. They're they're awesome. You look like you would be a member of the band. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wish. But yeah, I'm, I'm saving them. I, I would like to do them. I don't know, I'm probably going to... Wait, did you guys both do yours? I did mine, and I actually did another G today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What time? Spring break. Uh, it was like this morning. I, oh. I took him at uh, ten twenty four. Nice. But uh, yeah, then I painted. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah that's all way to do it. Still yeah. sitting on mine. So yeah. you are too. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I'm just waiting for the opportune. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For you, it's gotta be. The universe will show me the yeah. way. <laughs> I want to do mine outside again. I'm not doing doing them like sit in the house. Like I want to be, and I want to be like, I don't want to say stuck outside, but basically stuck outside where it's yeah. Like, yeah, I was <clears throat> I was not as remote as I wanted to be. I think that's been the best experience was in Prairie du Chien when we were fucking like way out there. Because even yeah. even being at this fucking cabin, I looked on like a light pollution map and it looked like it was gonna be really dark over there. But it was like a little better than what I can see from point. It was I don't even know if it was as good as Custer. Like, so, because there <clears throat> was because of there was light or was it just cloudy? No, it was light, because, yeah, okay. it, wasn't, it was a clear night, so... Um, yeah. Well, actually, you know what, though, too? The moon was probably past half, so a lot of that okay. could have been the moon. The moon, Fuck definitely yeah. the moon, too. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that till just now. But, um, so, yeah, it wasn't, like, a crazy star-filled sky, um, but I could find the found the Big Dipper and Orion and the Pleiades, so um, I was oriented to where I was. I was all right, but, yeah, I was out there by the fire, and <clears throat> it was pretty cool. How much did you do? Uh, it was, I don't remember. I had the two that were, one was 3.33 and one was 3.39. I don't know which one I took, but, <laughs> so either, just over so three. You, so you took, did you do two? You did two experiences? Um, no, no, I just did oh, okay. the one. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was, I said I want to take five out there, so I wasn't sure how it was going to be, and we really weren't that remote. There was another cabin on the property, so we could, like, you could like see their vehicles and you could like hear them talking when they go outside so i was like eh. damn really yeah it's like not as remote uh, as you want it to be like yeah. hey the neighbors have <laughs> naked dance around a tree <laughs> yeah dude yeah the morning of the equinox i went out fucking naked like stood in the snow just like soaking up the fucking sunrise but and then i could like hear them like getting in their car and I was like, <laughs> so i'm like neighbors going to breakfast <laughs> yeah, it's like, like Driving down in the street. Twilight movies when the vampires step into the light and just like <laughs> glints off of all. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, I was I um did I send you guys that drawing I did on the chalkboard? Yes. Yeah, I want to do a painting of that because that's how it looked. It was like there was three stars over the cabin. The trees look like Tim Burton trees again. So I'm thinking that's just what mushrooms. That's just what your brain that. looks like. It just yeah. fucking just does curly crazy things with the branches. Well, and there's also no leaves. It's also like spring. Yeah. Down, so. 
true. They asked you to remember temperatures. And I had the, the cabin, and then there was three stars, and then from those stars, it looked like there was, like, blue and green checkerboards, like, patterns, like, flowing out of them. It was pretty cool. And oh, the yeah. moon looked Sick. like a fucking, like, some kind of fucking moth goddess or something, like, or, like, a gypsy moth fucking thing. I don't know. It was crazy. And then it looked like three diamonds at one point. It was, like, the moon in the middle, and then there was one off to the left was kind of a pastel purple, and then one to the right was kind of a pastel blue. It was fucking dope. Hell yeah. But nice. it was, it's just not as much fun, A, alone, and then B, like, out like that. Like, the prairie machine, with the boys, chilling out there, doing barbarian shit. That's the fucking, that's like the best. Ooh, when yeah. the fire's exploding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. like, at home was okay, and like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so far that's been, that's been the best one, and it wasn't even the most amount, so it was definitely the, the setting was the, the key to those the huge movies. part yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think I think that's similar for me cause my <clears throat> like I got way more out of Prairie du Chien than I did up north yeah and I enjoyed up north like it was fun but it was like it wasn't the same no it just yeah. wasn't as like magical <clears throat> right for sure for sure yeah it was still good though it was good like it was like a, I was my own therapist out there just me and the mushrooms just talking about <laughs> and being like hey man you know you know, this is basically this, right? <laughs> right. Good point. <laughs> Just my fucking good point. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like you're like Johnny Depp in like, uh, sorry, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. When he's talking to himself in Johnny or uh, David Jones' locker. <laughs> yeah, you weren't. I can picture Jones you just pacing back and forth, just like. Talking to yourself, like sitting on the hood of the car. <laughs> well, I was going back and forth because I would I would look. Um, east above the house to look at the star like those crazy checkerboard stars and then the moon was like over off to the south so I kept like doing that and then I looked down because my neck would start getting sore so then I looked down at the fire I was seeing shit in the fire too that was cool I took some pictures to be like to see if you could see it sober but it was hard one you can it looked like a, a jack-o'-lantern but Hell yeah, the other shit I was seeing shit. in there was fucking like I saw a funeral that was crazy I, there was no way to get a picture of that that, that didn't that didn't look like that to everyone else <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one witnessing that <clears throat> it was pretty cool oh yeah that's awesome dude yeah oh and then those fucking birds the uh the p- pileated 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 I was saying right? pleated red belly pileated woodpeckers I've heard pileated and pileated yeah but okay but they're not pleated yeah pleated. not pleated no. what fucking retards <laughs> <laughs> I'm always putting L's where they don't belong. Flossing. Dude, flossing. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Dude, I, I know. It isn't a big deal, but I just know you hate pronouncing something wrong. So when I heard you say that chair for two, I was like, oh boy. I'm going to crucify this son of a bitch. I haven't listened to it yet. Did you say that on there? Pleated? Yeah, I thought that was what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Pileated. Pileated? Pileated woodpecker. Or pileated. Pilated. No, I'm just kidding. That's um, not too much. There was two of those out there in the morning of the equinox, like having a territory battle. That was pretty rad. And then, oh. um, yeah, and then like the one one and which is kind of marking his spots around, like flying to different spots and doing his call. And then I heard him, you know, fucking. So you're saying <clears throat> you learned the language of the birds? I think I did. Hell yeah! I think yeah. I did <laughs> because because then the next day at my house I uh, refilled the bird feeders and there was a pileated bird fe- or fucking. Uh, woodpecker at my bird feeder and I'd never had one of those in my yard. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, what the, f- this is crazy. And then I told him, if the red-winged blackbirds show up, then it's really crazy because there was a bunch of them out there too and there was like a triangle, they'd make like a triangle and all called each other for a few minutes 
and then move to another spot and do the same thing. And they did that for, I don't know, fucking half an hour. And uh, it was pretty rad. And then fucking today, when I took that other G, I fucking looked out my window, and there was like five, six, seven of them out on my feeder. I've never had them in my feeder either. So They're like, yo, we want to come talk to you, bro. <laughs> it was fucking, it's wild, man. The fucking, I don't know. Dude, yeah. the mushrooms, they're, they're my dude. friends, man. Yeah, yeah. Fucking... Learning the rooms, <laughs> taking shrooms, you can learn the language of the birds. So. Yeah, man. It's it is pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. So now I'm putting bird seed on the, the railing of my porch in the hopes that I can like sit out there on, on Sunday morning and meditate. And, like, eventually, yeah, like eventually I'll have the bird seed in my hand and they'll be like eating out of my hands while I'm meditating out there. Dude, that bird the shit all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the oh. part of the meditation is you gotta just go through it. <laughs> Life is going to shit on you sometimes. I bathe in bird shit every morning. <laughs> it's great for the skin. That's why my skin's so good. <laughs> why is your skin so good? Bird shit. I didn't even say that. Oh, fucking movie. Oh, my God. That movie is... That movie is, like, so much funnier, too. Even learning just a little bit about Judaism. Like, when they're fucking doing the circumcision thing, and Michael Sarah's like, can't we just pierce their ears or something? Like, they specifically cannot pierce their ears. So, like... <laughs> That was a great thing to, to pick. And, oh, man. That's why I said greatest documentary, <laughs> history documentary out there. You're yeah, if you, if you want to learn the stories of the Bible and you want to learn how... <laughs> Accurately. <laughs> want, yeah, oh my God, dude. We were talking about, uh, <clears throat> speaking of that, and the fucking tree of knowledge of good and evil, we were talking about that in religion class before spring break. Man, that fucking... Uh, You're like, I've been to the tree and now. <laughs> yeah, I've eaten that fruit. I know what, I know what fruit it is. <laughs> I've seen the it's tree. It's actually a fungi. It's, it's yeah. a mushroom. Yeah, because the mushroom is the fruiting body of the yeah. fungi, so it is a fruit. And fungus and, grows on old trees. And fucking... The, well, in John Marco Allegro, Sacred Mushroom in the Cross, he's got that whole fucking spiel about it, and then um, there's that like painting or mosaic of... Uh, it's from like the 1200s of Adam and Eve from just a huge animated muscaria mushroom. Okay, that was the tree of good and evil. Fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> don't, you have to, don't you have to drink it in somebody's piss though for it to work? Not necessarily. I don't know. That <clears throat> makes it stronger, but you can eat it and it'll work, but it gets more concentrated in the piss. Bit, right? Yeah, it gets concentrated. Yeah, in the yeah. Piss. I don't think it's very strong, which I think is like one of the major objections to that is like it might not even be strong enough to cause some kind of hallucination. Because we think I, I don't know. it's kind of like or maybe a it was a different strain. <clears throat> but yeah, like obviously there's people up in the fucking mountains and shit in Siberia, just tripping balls on those things. So there's a way to do it, I'm sure. Yeah, because if you if you read Genesis too, it is interesting. If you want to consider, like, I don't know, it's that, like, when you're looking for something, you can see it everywhere, so it's some kind of bias like that, I'm sure, too, but um, if you think about that tree as being, or, like, the fruit as being mushroom, and, you, like, some of the language they use in the Bible were, like, because God tells them, don't eat that, you'll die, and, like, at Monolesis, when they were doing the... Um, the mysteries over there with their hair got. Yeah. yeah, they had that fucking thing carved in there. If you die before you die, when you die, you won't die. Yeah. Yeah, so like they consider that like dying. And I mean, it really is, right? Like it's just separating from your body, your ego, yourself, and fucking communicating with God. Like it's, it's for, it's, it's dying basically, like by definition. So yeah, like it says, you know, you'll fucking die. I don't know. Your ego will die in a way. <laughs> And then there was, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm getting high now, but check out you check out that Genesis story. You tell me it's fucking you couldn't make an argument that that they're talking about mushrooms. Well, that kind of goes to ego death and like surrender to the void or whatever. How um, I'll do one. 
was it, um, which was the crazy Stamets brother, the older one? Paul Stamets is the younger brother. No, I'm thinking of Terrence McKenna. Terrence McKenna got into some wild shit, and he basically, one of his quotes, though, was like, you don't want the ego to die. Your ego is how you know whose mouth to feed at the restaurant. So your ego is your idea of your conception of you. So that is important, Mm -hmm. but with uh, entheogen or uh, psychedelic, you, it kind of suppresses that and puts it in the background and opens up the other, the being part of your brain where you're a human being and you just connect with nature and other people and even just the, all the nine realms, your emotions, everything all at once yeah. more freely. Yeah. But then once you're sober, your ego kind of is more resilient. That's your chattering mind. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the balance is definitely balancing ego with, I don't know, sort of a, a, a different perspective, an outside perspective, you know, and not taking things personally. Because if you do, if you're all ego all the time, then you're taking this whole fucking life way too seriously, and you're never happy. You know, you know that kind of person where you're just every nothing's. I don't know. They're always tense, and everything's very rigid, and they you can tell they're always just, like anxious. And yeah, stressed they're just taking out. shit too seriously. Well, like, hey, everything's yeah. so important to them because yeah. their ego is yeah. the most important thing, and it thinks anything that is my immediate need is the greatest thing I need to worry about. Yeah, yeah. So you don't need to be like that and you don't need to be but like too far the other way would probably be maybe like some kind of monk deal you like where like Jesus, you're just like, like, you're you're like, just like not homeless. Yeah, yeah, you're just you just fucking like you don't care about this existence at all and all you're caring about is like some sort of transcendence. It's like yeah, meet in the middle somewhere. As long as you're as long as you got the ticket for this ride fucking ride it out but remember it's you know not the not the end all be all yeah a balance and equilibrium is important and that's why we're kind of talking earlier before the pot about consecration which is because we talk about runes giving and i mean there's a lot of similarities in other religions but specifically like lent and christianity which after that is followed by the consecration which is you basically like commit yourself once you've purified yourself through lent and through like i don't know just purifying the flesh so a lot lot like what we did where we gave up vices and focused on good habits and whatnot yeah but once you're purified you sanctify yourself by giving your soul to god and jesus and like when i was reading this article it was on like bible hub so it seems like it'd be a pretty relevant source for a good idea good point of view on this but as i was reading i was like yeah reasonable 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 but then once they got to the point where you're like yeah and you need to accept god and jesus above everything else no other gods or false idols only that and it's like that's where i reached the point where it's like that's taking the balance out of it right there you know yeah it's nice to you can like be convicted in your beliefs, but I think it is nice to be open-minded to others, too, instead of not only, like, excluding that, but, like, actively fucking yeah. going after destroying it. Like, like suppressing your own desire to, like, <clears throat> learn something new. Or, or have imagination a about something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to even consider another perspective. Yeah, like, you, I think you ought to be able to... <laughs> to 
be humble enough to think that people can at least have other perspectives. Like, yeah, them. yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's obviously there's plenty of Christian folks out there who could care less what other people believe and are happy for other people for believing yeah. some. But there's a lot who are also like, no, you're wrong, or you just don't know any better, or whatever. But oh, that's yeah. the thing, too, where it's like the full wholehearted acceptance of one thing above everything else is then anytime you're confronted with an argument, be like, even though I may not be able to explain why, I know I'm right because I have faith. It's like, yeah, I understand faith and love is like the core tenant of that. But it's like, at what point you give up acts like reason or logic? Yes, yeah. there's things beyond reason and logic, but you're even closing yourself off to other experiences. I also think when you accept something that deeply and like entirely and fundamentally that you will kind of lose the ability to question a lot of the things that they not like say, not only like that one truth that you're accepting, but it's like, okay, if this, you know, organization now tells me to do this or do that or start to think this way about this topic, like I have to think that. You know, and I can't consider that. And you're bad either. if you don't think that. Right, and it's and it's not just a. It becomes not just about whether or not like to not accept you know like a false idol or another ideology that maybe there's something other you know some other deity out there. Yeah. But it's literally it, it becomes your whole life then you know it's kind of like it's a, yeah, the slippery slope kind of it's like it's it's the difference between using philosophy to teach people how to think versus using philosophy to teach people what, what to, to think. think. Yeah. And once you're specifically saying what, like, prescribing what they should do or think, like, not not even being like, hey, this is what God says, so, I mean, if you want to be do the right thing, just go along with that. But, I mean, obviously, everybody is human. We stumble, like, but work towards it in your own way. No, it's like, you have to do this. And if you don't, that's the wrong way. And you can't even be on the path if you don't do it exactly this way. Yeah. It's weird that there's, like, the binary of, like, good and bad, and there's not, like, an in-between where it's, like, you know, like, because cause there's, there's really no good or bad in real life. It's, like, we're all, like, some level of in-between. That's, the you Abrahamic know? traditions invented the concept of good and evil. Yeah. Because in all other traditions, it's the difference between consciousness and unconsciousness. So something we may consider bad isn't necessarily an evil or malignant force, but it's an unconscious force that is not necessarily intent on destroying our consciousness and what we've constructed with it, but rather it's just the way, like the natural way of the universe. Like that's just how nature works is that there's a constant decay of consciousness and that's unconsciousness. Yeah, yeah, you can consider it like two different kinds of evil. It can just be like a natural evil, like natural disaster kind of shit. Um, that's like only evil in the sense that it theoretically causes like suffering, undeserved suffering. Um, and then there's like evil that like man does, you know, genocide and rape and that kind of thing. Um, where it's like something that is a... Yeah, I guess just like a man. It comes from man instead of just sort of like an unnat, like an unconscious force, like acting just sort of in nature. Yeah. It's you know something that is like evil from like a ethical standpoint. 
I don't know, though, because my understanding would be that it would, like, somebody who is acting maliciously or intently on destroying, not rather than unconsciously, but really, are they, they are unconscious of the evil and, like, the hurt and pain they're causing in the long term. Like, they may think, yeah, I'm hurting people, but it's for greed. Like, I'm going to make a bunch of money. But they're unconscious to the fact that that money is not going to solve anything for them. It's just going to cause more problems and more pain. But like, it seems like they're unconscious of that. Mm. Do you think that's really the case, though? Like, you think when somebody fucks over a bunch of people and, like, pollutes some shit, but, like, you know, they know. puts $500 million. And in their mind, they know, like, they hurt things and they killed some what they spill the oil they hurt nature oh well, big whoop there's dirty water people can buy bottled water like i made a bunch of money off of that but they're unconscious of the perspective of someone who like lives off the land and is a piece of that land right or even just lives next to it lives next to it and they're like you're gonna poison this area for what generations to come for what money like you're a fool for that and they just the person who is in the wrong the evil person in this scenario isn't just they're just ignorant or unconscious of the true pain they're causing. Yeah. Yeah. That's my argument, at least. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I do think it's hard to empathize with that many people. But as the, far as when you're fucking them over like that, like you, you really have no grasp with what it, of what that could be like. Especially if you're like wealthy, maybe you've always been wealthy, or some, you know, some variation of wealthy. Well, think about it on our terms. Sorry to cut you off. You go. It's okay. I was, well, I, I think it just starts with, um, like, recognizing how they need to be, how they need to really, like, what they really need to be pursuing, how they really need to find happiness, and, you know what I mean? Because they think that they need to make more money and do whatever, so that's driving all their decision-making is, like, to get fucking money. So I think if it, if they wouldn't need to necessarily be able to like empathize with that many people and be like, that's why this is a bad thing because I'm hurting these people. I think they would need to like go into themselves and realize that like their decisions that are driven by greed are not the ones that are going to make them happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're unconscious unconscious of that. And even to bring it to our level, like I think we could all agree that industrial farming is bad and evil. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's sad how animals are treated that way and live such a pitiful existence only to become our food that isn't very nutritionally dense because it's, they live in such, they live such horrible lives. Yeah. But, so I think, yeah, that's evil. But I know for a fact that I've eaten food created by industrial farming. Like, I've eaten fast food recently. I'm mm-hmm. sure all of us have. So I'm, I'm unconscious to the true pain and suffering that I've caused through that simple process of like buying food because I was like, oh, this is the easiest way to get food for me. I can't go on hunt right now. And like, I'm unconscious of all the pain that that actually caused. You know? You're like pretty conscious that you're conscious that it's causing pain anyway, though. Yeah, but I've, you would have much more consciousness of it if you saw the animals as they're yeah. like being killed or like saw what conditions they lived in. Yeah, it would be really hard for me to work at a farm like that. Much less own a farm like that. Yeah. Like, think about, like, I think about if somebody was, like, a great uncle, like, left me a fucking dairy farm. Some shit like well, that. Well, a dairy and it farm was like, okay. 
Yeah, but even a dairy farm, like how, like if they're, you know, they like, like an industrial, in <laughs> yeah, an industrial style, like dairy farm, like they're not free range, happy cows, like yeah, they're in uh, stalls and they're yeah. getting fucking systematically milked and that's like most of their life, probably 60 to 70% of it. See, a good thing to do if you were thrust into that situation, like, oh, you're in charge of this now, start working to swap it over to make it more ethical. Right. Yeah, but, like, if I had to own that and, like, walk through that shit, I'd be like, yeah, I, there's no way I could keep doing it. Like, I would have to change it. It would be like, god damn, this is cool. Yeah. yeah. It's painful to watch. Yeah, so, but the Christians would be like, nope, devil is behind that. <laughs> the devil's behind that person. The devil's tricking ye. And then they use that for, like, anything, like, like literally at work, I had runes on my clipboard. My boss is like, what's that fucking devil worshiper bullshit like on there? And like yeah. some of the other guys on the office who like know about the runes are like, no, nah, it's hardly that. Not <laughs> uh, exactly. But yeah, it's just like, there's just a deep seated fear of other things. It's like, I can't learn that. Like, like sadly, my wife, when she was growing up, her and her brothers, they were forbidden from watching movies with magic in it. As simple as like Brother Bear or like... <laughs> Dragon Tales, or I don't know, whatever, really? any wow. any child movie with magic in it, her parents were like, nope, we can't, because, like, <laughs> the, the other parents at the church in our parenting group, like, they say that stuff's bad, you know? And they were doing it, like, in the best interest of their their yeah. kids. Like, when they were, like, 13 or 14, they, like, their parents, like, were super hesitant about even letting them watch Star Wars. Because <laughs> they're space wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's that's so so strange. But the it universe is. it does. It seems so strange. But the universe is like, we need to balance this out, so here Lily the Mary Rune Wizard. <laughs> the daughter of a Protestant. No, but see, like we do have a good balance, you know, because we obviously respect each other's beliefs. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what matters, right? And Lily, yeah, like obviously want, being with me, I'm gonna you know, like, I'm super respectful of her beliefs, but I still, like, have deep discussions with her about stuff, you know? Like, engage... It's good to have, like, deep discussions dialogue. about that stuff. I Just an open dialogue about it, yeah. And a respect, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like, or... Yeah, I think it's an ego thing when somebody can't do with somebody else having a different viewpoint than them or a different, like belief. You know, it's like, ah, oh, well, <clears throat> I see that you believe something different than me, and I can't let it go without telling you you're wrong. You know? Yeah, I wonder what makes people so prone to doing that. I mean, with religion, it makes sense, because it's kind of, you know, in, a, like, most cultures, it's woven into your identity. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, well, you're this this kind of person. Like, well, yeah, and if it's the core of your belief, it's, if it's what shapes your whole fucking universe... And somebody wants to tell you that you're wrong, like, no, nope, the way you think the universe works is not right. Like, you spend your whole life thinking the way you're, like, the fuck out of here, right? That would fuck you up. Well, <laughs> here's a doozy. <laughs> Literally, when me and Julie got married, I believed in evolution, and she didn't. Yeah, but we worked through it. <laughs> because, yeah. like, obviously, like, shit. from what she's really learned about evolution... Is like what the church taught was basically like, yeah, science tries to go through all these loopholes to say that we, that monkeys turned into humans. Obviously, that's bullshit. Like, God literally said, here, Adam and Eve, here's the garden full of all the animals. 
Like, obviously, this is the way it happened. That's how it started. Yeah. And, but I mean, exp- talking about on a deeper level, that's like, yeah, that symbolizes how, like, over time, through natural processes, eventually humans came to be on Earth with all the animals that have developed over time from single cell bacteria, you know, <laughs> was over millions of years. But then that comes to the, hey, the Earth's only 7,000 years old, though. Because that's what it's okay. That's a whole well. other line. <laughs> like, Christian is like, well, that's what I'm saying, man. Is it's like opening the dialogue about these things, so you can literally get get past the point where somebody's like, no, the Earth's seven thousand years old. Whereas here, I'm talking about ancient civilizations from a hundred thousand years ago and shit. Like, and not only that, millions of years of evolution. So it's like, yeah, we need to figure out a way where we can both see the world through a at least similar enough lens so that we can communicate with each other, you know? Yeah, I think we've had this discussion before where it's, like, you don't go to the Bible for scientific answers. That's not what it's a book for. It's a yeah. book for spiritual answers. Like if you if you want to have, you know, a story about creation and a story about whatever the fuck you need to know about spirituality, yeah, that's what you go to that book for. But if you need to know what gravity is or what evolution is, you have to fucking, you have to go to a different kind of book, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because, like, I feel a much deeper draw towards nature and, you know, worshiping the spirits of the land and just, like, the the deep primal energies, you know, and that's why I feel like paganism more taps into that. And, I mean, the gods in any pantheon of paganism, the gods are all archetypes that are aspects of our culture. So, it it seems like that's like a good representation of culture rather than this one culture that's just in, enforced, you know? It's a blend. Yeah, that's one thing that weirds me out about Christianity is how it talks about like such a big separation between man and everything else in nature. Because like, that's like what it says in Genesis is that man is supposed to have rule over all the fucking creatures and all the plants and shit. Well, not necessarily rules, more like stewardship, right? I think, I mean, that's one that you can interpret it, but I think maybe, like, the actual line is rule or something. I don't know, that's what I got out of it, but I... Maybe it is. Yeah, I'm sure that could be, yeah. Hold on, I have a solid quote about that, but I just need to find it so, yeah, you guys can keep talking. Yeah, or if you just pull up fucking, let's see, Genesis 2 or something, but... um, Yeah, it's just weird that, like, to consider yourself separate and superior... That's how that comes off to me. Even though you evolve together. Yeah, even though, like, yeah, like, I like to think that, like, we are separate and, like, everything in nature has its own specialty. Fucking woodpeckers can fucking just smash their face up against trees and fucking, you know, I don't know, whatever the fuck, name their animal and their fucking special characteristics that they have, and humans is our mind. So for whatever reason, we can plan ahead and we can... And our nails. We can contemplate our existence. The guy from works with thought that God made our nails specifically. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) we're scraping a sticker off something. He's like, now you tell me this wasn't invented. Like, for a purpose. He's like, tell me how evolution figured that out. And I was like, oh, man, give me ten minutes and I could do exactly that easily. (laughs) Trust me. Why the heck would this ever just come out of nature? All right? God knew we were going to need peel stickers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, southern like, yeah, because a, a rat has never used that same fucking motion to get right. straight bark off of something like it's like yeah it's not like we're the only ones that do shit buddy but um 
this quote, Christianity says that no other living being has the slightest intrinsic value or purpose, except in so far as it can be forced to serve the purposes of man. Capitalism, along with its pathfinder science, is in point, is in point of fact the fulfillment of Christianity. It stomps Earth's blossoms into dust. It's from Ludwig Klages. Klages? But, yeah. So, really, things only have value because they serve a purpose to you. Like, whereas that's one mindset versus the paganism, kind of naturalistic mindset, kind of Eastern, even Eastern mysticism mindset is like, no, we're all just a tiny piece of this giant thing that we're all interacting and working together. And really, we're all a piece of the same thing. So if you hurt someone else, you're hurting yourself. It's like... Yeah, Native Americans really do that very well, too. They consider themselves in the ecosystem and not... Yeah. Not separate. Yeah, and that's definitely part of, like, Hinduism even, too, as well. It's like the Atman is Brahman, kind of, like, I am part of, part of the whole, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're all one. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's in a few. Well, that's what I'm saying is it's almost a dichotomy of kind of mindsets. It's either spiritual path where you're seeking truth and fulfillment and enlightenment, and then there's the belief path where you adhere to a strict authority that at one point one person reached enlightenment and you're all just talking about that person or learning through them mm. <clears throat> or having priests teach you about how to do it through them <laughs> yeah that was catholicism's big fucking problem <laughs> yeah having somebody else do that shit for you that's my problem doesn't really work martin luther didn't like that shit either yeah. lily's luther right yeah, yeah, I think it's like non-denominational Protestant. Oh, along those lines, very open-minded, which is cool. You go to Woodlands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Woodlands is where it was it's a good to be one. non-denominational. Yeah, it's it's so big. I don't remember who was telling me their old fucking Catholic grandma might have been like wacko or something. Their old Catholic grandma didn't want to go in there for there was like a funeral or something. She's like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I don't think she said hell. This was like, like, like a church. church. Yeah, she's like, concession stands and basketball hoops. She's like, no, I'm not going in there. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Well, if you're used to an old Polish, old, yeah, an old like Catholic cathedral, church, yeah. like a stone church, yeah, <laughs> fucking set up on a basketball court with a stage. It is really amazing that like those buildings were built like that in central Wisconsin, like, you know, 100, 150 years ago, like, they showed what? up and built that, and that, the town sprang up around the church, like, that's, like, literally the story of Polonia, they built a church, and then the shanty town that they lived in while they were building the church just slowly expanded into a town. Nice. That is really crazy, it makes a lot of sense, though, like, so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, imagine... As soon as the loggers go through and clear out an area for farming, then farms spring up and they just create towns within local hubs around all the local farms, you know? Mm -hmm. Usually spurs of the railroad track, too. That's why Custer's big, right along with tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. And there used to be a little bit more shit out here, right? Like, like mm -hmm. Custer has three bars in it. <laughs> Three bars, and then there was there's like an old car dealership that was there down was there a car dealership. There was like a that. garage. Yeah, yeah, so there was some, there was like at least one or two Back more businesses day. here. Yeah, here we'll take a break. Take a chance to listen to our weird ad, and we're back.
That was funny when Kyla was talking about all, like the balance of the three of us, too. I was just going to mention that. That's really weird. <laughs> so basically, any variable you evaluate us, all three of us usually form a spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, True. Even like facial hair, like she said, like, longest medium short. Well, but then hair, here you have the longest really? hair. <laughs> I have the shortest hair. Like <laughs> that is really crazy. We're each like different levels. Like you're super pale, and then like me and Billy. I mean, we're both pretty tan. Yeah. But that's so funny. Tall, medium, short. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Tattoos. I have a bunch. You have a medium amount. You don't have any. <laughs> I guess I'm just the medium. <laughs> I'm the balance. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking weird. Well, you know what's it weird? Is, is I'm a Libra. The scales. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Are we both Capricorn? <laughs> no, dude. I'm a I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay. Close. <laughs> Fish related. Yeah, but hey, guess what? The, because you guys were talking about um in Terran for two how Easter. Was just stolen from a pagan holiday, literally Istara. But it's like, yeah, the whole story of the Bible is just a rip off of the zodiac signs. <laughs> like John the Baptist is Aquarius, the water bearer. <laughs> like Jesus, the Lamb of God, and then that's in Aries, the Ram. So it's like they turned turned Ram into Lamb. Ah, nice. <laughs> you can get in the neighborhood. <laughs> you killed one like uh, with, with Ty, and she had like a then you had a three piece one. Well, oh, that's yeah. even good. The neighborhood, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting better at him. Definitely getting better at him. But yeah, I don't know. Maroon's giving. How'd it go for you this year? It was good. It was yeah. fucking difficult to stay on like a set um, program of anything, just with. Working the kids. Yeah. Because I was on call for that last week of it. So just get home, start eating dinner, up randomly get a call, go have to like fix a leak or some bullshit or whatever. So yeah, it was intense. And like obviously going to bed and getting up different times every day, that's pretty unpredictable. So one workout or kind of meditation workout combined thing I did is I just wake up early. I do a kettlebell circuit until the kids woke up or whatever. Yeah. And that was pretty cool because meditation's a steal, you know, just fucking sitting there in the dark, just meditating, essentially thinking about the runes or what I was going to write for the day for those rune posts. That was mainly the one thing I focused on getting completed every day and like evaluating stuff I did th- during that day. Like I try to think about it all day and then write it up at night mm-hmm. or write it up for the next day or whatever. But yeah, so I it was able to knock out all those, but I didn't even finish. Like I stopped doing my journal halfway through because I'm like, well, I'm writing in here and in there. Like might as well just do the po- posts and I can go back to my journal later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially where it's where it's super fun busy right now. Yeah, but I was able to stay solid in the workouts. Didn't smoke, didn't game. Pretty nice. Good family time. Good time. Yeah, I got my I've been more disciplined about my Instagram timer now since, because like Runesgiving, I just pretty much tried to cut out any frivolous scrolling, but we had to be on Instagram for the fucking rune shit and whatever, so I was like, well, like I just won't, I just won't go on it, like, just to fuck off, like, I'll go on it for, you know, working on the 
fucking pages, but um, I after that I set my timer on twenty four minutes now, and I've been sticking to that even though because like where before I would just give myself the backdoor excuse or I'd be like mm-hmm. oh it's fucking I gotta message that guy about marine barbarians like mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta I still gotta be on there like oh well hold on I gotta see how that how that post is doing or whatever the fuck just some bullshit you know um, I haven't done that yet though been fucking sticking to it hell yeah nice. keeping myself accountable but yeah I don't know it's uh I had a tough time journaling every night too at first it started off pretty strong like I was writing like a full page in my journal but then something towards the end was like fucking a sentence or two <laughs> like uh, that's something I've never been good at it's hard to do it like day after like consecutive days yeah just like, yeah okay, I don't know man this this sort of happened today I don't know like <laughs> It was good when I, um, last year for Runesgiving, how I came down here and meditated every morning, and then I would journal right after I meditated. It was pretty easy to do it then, but just randomly throughout the day, (laughs) after doing the other post, and, like, yeah, I was just like, I just want to spend time with my kids, or go to sleep, or something. (laughs) Yeah, which is definitely way more important. Yeah. Than writing some shit down in a notebook. Yeah, As, As important as journaling can be, like... Those two things, definitely. Yeah, I didn't feel bad about it. And then, I did give up sleep during a couple of those posts, though, because I just put up a writer's block for a while, and I just sit there, and just late as fuck. Yeah. Need to do something. Write something. Yeah. Yeah. Send them to you guys helped a lot, because I could write it up and then be like, hey, what should I add? So you helped me a few times. Yeah, they're mostly pretty solid right away, but... Yeah, you could tell you thought about them a shitload. <clears throat> like I said, I think they kept getting longer, too. I felt yeah. like it was, like, a bit, or it was, like... I was, like, are these, like, longer? If you just make them one paragraph longer every time, they don't notice. It's, <laughs> <laughs> like, by 24, it's just, like, six pages. I'm, like, I swear to God, the first one wasn't that long. He's making these longer. Well, they get to be deeper ass, deeper <laughs> concepts. Yeah. And I can't just repeat the same thing I said, so it's almost building on new, I building on the same shit I've been saying, you know? Yeah, that's fun. Because yeah. I bet if you go through and read them all in order, I should do that. But I wonder how much I repeat myself. Esoteric, potent power. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Getting some engagement though. Starting to make Instagram friends. Yeah, for sure. There's a few people on Instagram. Hopefully they listen. But yeah, yeah. hope to reach out and get more people on the podcast. Once we have more time. I have more time, mostly. <laughs> yeah, so we gotta get Drake on. That's gonna be a good one. Hell yeah. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on everybody's schedule, right? Yeah. But it's okay, we're flexible. <clears throat> yeah. But I told Drake, so should be expecting us to hit him up soon. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be legit. Remember, I'm going to be gone those two weeks in April, so. For sure. Next, yeah, next week will actually be my last week. Okay. And then I'll be gone for two. We'll just do some cool guests and just talk about something you don't care about, like hunting or <laughs> wrestling or something. Yeah, cool. Thing that- <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when you guys were hanging out with Nico. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I bet we were kind of talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, a lot to say about this right now. Yeah, we should I have Nico do. on more. Right? Nico, Nico should be the fourth barbarian. Yeah. I, I want him on every episode. Yeah. He's, he's definitely good at yeah. talking about shit he's into, that's for sure. 
Well, that's the thing is, Nico, like, I feel like he would have balanced us out even more because there's a lot of times where I'm against you two on stuff, and I feel like Nico has <laughs> similar stances as me on a lot of those You just topics. like that because he likes to recurve too, dude. dude. <laughs> that's what it's all about. So that's like, where I just need another guy. <laughs> oh, and you know, if Nico listens to this one, I would say, because you guys were talking shit about how I always make up rules and shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in the words of... Ah, oh, fuck. It was like the old commander of the SEALs, Jocko had him on his podcast. His nickname is Hulk. He has a crazy mustache. Oh but there's a quote from him. He said, um, you need to think outside the box. And if you think there even is a fucking box, you're already lost. You're wrong. It's like, think so outside the box, you don't even fucking forget about the box. <laughs> That sounds like a were, terrible games. Games need like, rules. God, see, that's that's the mindset you need to have if you want to fucking. I mean, really, if you want to accomplish anything. It's just out there in the football field throwing pool balls over the crossbars. <laughs> this is how you score points. You guys are thinking too inside the box. Right, dude. Both guys like there's teams on each side. I'm like, what's this guy doing? Just running around with sparklers. There's no rules. We've <laughs> <laughs> already lost. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm doing this distraction. You guys are just doing fucking, just walking the ball down the field. Well, that, I think it was Pop Warner. Like, around here, fucking little little league football is called Pop Warner. I guess it's not called that everywhere. But mm-hmm. when fucking, they put fifth graders in fucking pads and <laughs> start giving them concussions. That was um, the best. As a, dude, that was so much fifth fun. Fifth wanted to hit people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I did good. But Pop Warner, that guy, they fucking... They had to make, a, like, most of the rules for football around his plays. Because he would just, like, make up all these trick plays and shit that would just, like... Yeah, like, exactly. There's not a rule for it. And they're like, okay, well, now there is. You can't <laughs> fucking just... You can't hide the ball under your shirt, motherfucker. See, like, well, yeah. you didn't say you couldn't. That's why I like rugby more than football. Because rugby is more loose with the rules, it seems like. So you have more yeah. freedom to think outside the box. A lot less Christian. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's part of what I love about football though on the other hand is like there's literally only so many moves you can do with 11 players on the offensive side of the ball oh so like it's like chess how much more creative can you get how many more layers can you add to an offense to confuse the like the defense and the coaches when they've maybe had like you know 16 games to watch on you and you're at the, your, your team's in your final form in the playoffs. And it's like, okay, how many wrinkles do you have to make the same formations beat the best athletes in the world that have seen, like, watched, you know, See, 20, 30 hours, 40 hours of game film on you? I can imagine that perspective. That's too specialized for me. I like the more open-endedness. See, but that's what I love about wrestling so much is is the rules and how like structured it is. Especially folk style, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like that. It's like such a beautiful choreography. You know, it's fucking yeah. yeah. Trying what try- really justifies a takedown is so arbitrary until you like go to the rule and it's like, oh well, that's what the rule says, so that's a takedown. Yeah, True. just being able to grapple within. Those rules, you know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. what I appreciate. Okay, so and much. I suppose seen through the same light, I can see what you're saying about football, Billy. And yeah, there is there is a beauty to it because obviously it captivates people for a lifetime. You know, there's dudes I know who played high school football. That's the only football they played. Maybe they played a little bit in college, and they're just like diehard football guys their whole lives. You know, or it's that's like me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. <clears throat> So obviously I can see there's 
once you kind of look into it, there's an infinite open-endedness of how good you can get to it, I suppose. I mean, there's still something fucking amazing about well, any professional sport, but I guess football, like, because I, I thought I was kind of over it. Like, I didn't watch, I don't think, any football this year. Maybe if it was on when I was, like, out to eat or something, I'd, I'd watch it, but mm-hmm. did not go out of my way to watch any games, and we watched the halftime show of the Super Bowl, so I saw a little bit of that, but I don't know. I was kind of over it. Um, I just didn't, I guess still left over from when the pandemic started and I was like, alright, there's more important things in the world. Like, fucking, I should be practicing tying knots right now. I can't be <laughs> sitting around watching oh, fucking shit, I'm football. Sorry. Watching guys hit each other. Yeah, what the hell is this? this is fucking, this is how the Romans kept the citizens happy. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, still stuck there. Yeah, so I was like, fuck that. But um, for my site class, we had to watch um, a few videos of these fucking field goal kickers for the Army and the Navy. And it was just like the Army's kicking program. They had a team psychologist and they had all this visualization shit and whatever. And so the Navy one, it was, I don't know, it might have been like a freshman or sophomore guy anyway, but the Navy kicker had to make like a 23 yard field goal, something super easy chip shot to win the game. And he just fucking shanked it. He was just too nervous, just fucked up. It was like uh-huh. a super easy kick. All he had to do was go out there and just fucking, you know, done it a million times, couldn't do it. And then the Army one, he had to kick like, couple yards short of the season long and he kicked it and he made it but there was a fucking holding penalty so they brought him back five more yards and he had to kick again and it was like to win the game it was like his career long had a fucking you know game on the line all that and he fucking nailed it nailed it right through the uprights yeah yeah and he was like yeah that guy fucking they he like trained his mind they fucking worked on visualization and shit like that and you can see like he fucking it off fucking nailed it hell yeah that's <laughs> legit so, and that, but watching that gave me, like, fucking goosebumps and shit. And so I was like, all right, there's still something special about football. Like, it's, like, I can't just be all fucking nihilistic and pretend I'm too fucking True. cool to be entertained. I'm like, dude, there's something special about a moment like that where that fucking, yeah. like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I wasn't rooting for that team, it's, you'd still, like, want to see him fucking nail that under those circumstances, you know? Yeah, yeah and true. especially when, like, you know, Thursday Night Football or Monday Night Football or, like, some of the primetime stuff. Or it's like, oh, well, there's not a lot of ton of other shit on TV right now to watch. So, like, you know, throw a football game on. Even if you don't, you're not rooting for one of the teams, like you said. Yeah. If it's a good game, because yeah. there could definitely be boring football games. Yeah. But if it's a good game, it's always going to be like, oh, my God. <sighs> you know, like, coming down to the end of the wire. Like, it's always going to, like, elicit that sort of almost orgiastic response sometimes. Yeah, that's what I love about wrestling. Like, wrestling, I don't care. We could go fucking anywhere on any given night and watch any school fucking wrestle. Would, like, I mean, I guess if it's a good level. I guess any college. We go to any, watch any college well, that's, wrestling. That's the thing, care. dude. You're not going like, to go to a youth tournament yeah. and be like, oh, I love watching these guys yeah. wrestle. And even some high school tournaments, like right. Spash may be different because they go to a lot of tough tournaments. But if you go to like a random tournament yeah, in Wisconsin, you're not going to be super impressed <laughs> yeah. at like the level of talent. You know, just because it's like, well, you know, they're high school kids. And when you're a high school kid, you think you're, like, really good. But then you go back and you get to the, the peak of as good as you're ever going to get. And you, you know, you get out of the sport and you go back and watch. It's like, okay. Like, if I was some of these kids as freshmen, sophomores, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't as good as I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like. But yeah, all right. So any college match. I could, mm-hmm. if, if I just fucking, if I had cable and I was flipping through the channels for some reason. And fucking college wrestling was on, I'd fucking, I'd be down to watch. Like, no matter what, t- I wouldn't have to have any sort of vested interest in it. I'd just be like, yeah, let's watch the goddamn sport. Yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like, for me, I've always 
I enjoyed playing those things, but I've just liked to push, like, I, there are certain times where shit happened where I'm like, oh, that's gay, that's against the rules or whatever. Like, I don't know, I always just never liked the rules, and so when I got to the Marines, and it's like, McMap is like MMA, but no rules. And it's like, or you're like, in the field, here, you got group of guys, try to kill those group of guys. No rules. Like, I don't know, it's just like, I try, I like trying to get outside the box and like, play in the wider paradigm, you know? So I never liked the rules of that shit. Like wrestling, I always wanted to get into like, wanted to like go into MMA and shit. shit. Like obviously Puma not, dick. like dick. wrestling too is like the kind of the code of honor where it's like you're not trying to really hurt anybody. You're literally just doing a physical like event, you know. But I would yeah, still, yes and no. I would no, still wire the fuck out of people. Exactly, dude. I but remember Taryn like rules. punching guys in the face. I was so mean. With that's what I'm saying. I was pushing the them. rules. <laughs> like like um, Waz was like took us aside one time. He's like, I really like watching you guys wrestle because you're fucking mean. And it's like, yeah, because exactly. there isn't a rule against it. <laughs> yeah, I want to be good at it, you have to be like that. Like, you can't participate in a combat sport and really, like, there has to be some level of, like, I want to physically impose my will on you, and if it means that I have to break your body in the process, like, that's a risk we're taking. Like, yeah, See, it's, it's so funny because jiu-jitsu is, like, completely stoner. Like, the best jiu-jitsu players probably just go in there, like, all right, I'm going to manipulate the flow of his body. And if he if he doesn't want to go here, that's okay. I have another option. Oh, you're resisting there? That's all right. And you're choked. Like, it's just so flowy. And, like, like, chill. Like, like, and explosive. Like, fuck this guy. Like, oh, my arm is supposed to bend that way. Like, like fucking go. Yeah. Well, it's that not... fucking figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not always. There's a lot of no. guys that do wrestle very, like, all right, I'm going to, you know. Loose and flowy. Yeah. Right, very and, and quick. That, and... that is a very common style but i think in their head like that's maybe how they like their wrestling manifests itself but i think in their head it's like i'm fucking destroying this guy but i'm just doing it the way a chess player destroys somebody not the way necessarily a boxer is gonna beat someone down like a bull destroys a china shop (laughs) (laughs) yeah like did you watch the ncaa's last weekend no no oh good matches good shit yeah and there is a difference between, like, yeah, like, when somebody's that good that where they're almost a master, it's, like, the master above the brawler. Yeah. Like, yeah, the brawler's gonna beat the, you know, the greenhorn, the initiate, whoever's fresh or new, the brawler usually wins out over that, but eventually you get to a level of expertise beyond the brawler where you yeah. don't need to use aggression. But that's the thing, is, like, yeah. use it when it is necessary, but otherwise be smooth, because, like, remember how you guys always used to, like, make fun of how dumb I looked with it because I always had just a relaxed face and like all the pictures when I was wrestling like I was never like like flexible yeah I was the opposite like my face was just always completely like dead face calm and they're like yo so fucking dumb nothing's going on up there like fuck you guys dude Agassi would talk about being like water when they do those fucking like Soviet style warm ups of like pummeling and stuff 
They look like they're fucking dancing. Yeah. When you watch Russians warm yeah. up, they're like just flowing with And that's his, that was his style too. Yeah. Was super flowy and like and break your goddamn ribs. Oh my god. Well that's the thing. <laughs> right. Like you right. flow until it's like you find a <laughs> until it's time to be like point. ice. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, yeah, with my barbed wire, I would just like underhook people and fucking get them on the mat and it's like, oh, you don't wanna roll over for a cradle? Okay, I'll just barbed wire you. You know, yeah. but still just going, I'd give them a little pressure, and if they depend how they fought back, would depend one move or the other, you know, so it's like, still going yeah. with what they do, but then once it's like, oh, locked in. <laughs> Dude, I, I used to get people, too, with uh, Duck Under a lot. It, you just either go to push them straight back out of bounds, or if you were close to out of bounds, get, like, bait them into wanting to push straight into you to get you out of bounds and hit that fucking dumb nigga. <laughs> I just felt so smart when that worked. I was like, you dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> like, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. You fucking walked right into that one. <laughs> oh, you resisted the double leg up here. Yo, I'm behind you. <laughs> yeah. I get really into arm drags, like starting kind of after my sophomore year and then going in like the last two years of high school, I was really into drags and the yeah. guys would just like reach for you, like really aggressively, especially to just be like, whoop, like, oh, all right, I just took you down. Thanks, man. Ten seconds into the match or something. It's like, yeah, see, my style was do that and then crunch them into a pin. It's like, oh, you don't want to get pinned? Okay, I'll just lay on top of you for a little bit. Oh, okay, here you go. Do you want to get pinned yet? Yeah, dude, you did get a lot of pins. Yeah, dude. You're definitely a pinner. I was like, yeah. If, in a big tournament, if you just pin as many as possible, you're so fresh in the tournament. You are. That's true. Yeah, fuck. That's very true. Yanni Diakmahalis, who just finished his career at Cornell, um, said once that he wants to be able to be like physically weaker, have not as good of technique and not as good of conditioning, and still be able to win a match. Which is like a really fucking interesting perspective. And he's got, I think, four NCAA titles. God damn. At least three. I think for actually. Yeah. Which is like a really fucking interesting perspective, right? Yeah. Wait, repeat that again. I'm I'm not sure if I'm quoting it perfectly. But it's like I want to be able to be physically weaker, have worse technique, and have worse physical conditioning and still be able to win the match. So it's like come down to like mental toughness. And like strategy. And like okay, how yeah. I wrestle somebody is like the most important. So like they can be better than me in pretty much every measurable Strategy facet. can be technique. Yeah. Yeah. Because when like he beat throughout his career, he's beat some guys that because he he was an underdog even after I think he had won like a first NCAA championship. Damn. Because and he was definitely an underdog in that. And then after his second or third, whatever it was, I think it was third, right before COVID started. He wrestled at Beat the Streets, which is this event in, like, New York. And he wrestled this dude from, I think it was India, who was at the time considered, like, the best pound-for-pound wrestler in the world. And, like, yeah, he beat him. Damn. And it was just, like, well, you know, he was just on this streak where he was, like, so hot. But, you know, then hear, like, a quote like that. It's like, well... He mastered the mindset. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't matter who he's wrestling either. Like, he can... If he's gonna tailor his strategy yeah. so much to beat said person, it's like you know that's he he can wor- if you know he can work with whatever tools he has if he strategizes. Correctly. So that's a way of working, yeah, getting outside the rules. I like it. Kind of more or less, or like get, getting outside the box. Anyways, not necessarily the rules, but getting outside the box where it's like, well, I'm gonna be in better shape and I'm gonna have better technique. You know, you know, like like the all the things you think of 
scouring mm. every corner of the box to fucking yeah. figure out. Yeah, well, the main key there is his mind. Like, it's just his mindset. Yeah. His strategy and how he go about how he goes about it is just completely <clears throat> different. It seems like, or he figured out something that works well for him. Mm. Well, yeah. he's really fucking good at wrestling too. Like I'm sure he trains his ass off, you oh, know, yeah. and all that stuff as well. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, it's that mindset on top of his training and technique right. and conditioning. Right. But yeah, fucking mindset is all you know. What's because what's your religion? That's wrestling for some of these guys, you know? It really is. Yeah. It's a crazy fucking sport. Just like the cutting weight thing. It's so dumb. And I'm glad I quit doing it by my senior year. But the fact that millions of kids around the fucking world will do that to for the sport. like Well, there's I, a I smart think way less to do it, do it though. I think less do it now than ever, though. To be yeah, fair. I hope so. Well, that's the thing, too, is if we would have known about the cold shit then, like... Supposedly the Rapids dudes were sitting out in the cold garage, you know, mm-hmm. to cut weight and stuff. But yeah, doing ice plunges and shit that would help with soreness and cutting weight, that, that'd be a key. Mm-hmm. And it's in winter, too. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I think there is, like, a lot less. Because I think about even when I was in high school, and maybe it's just because I'm remembering guys at the pinnacle when I'm not seeing necessarily the pinnacle of teams in the, you know however many 10 duels or whatever I usually see in like a year. But I feel like most of the kids look more like what I would expect a high school kid to look like versus when, you know, we were in high school. There were some 119 pounders. Like you. You were a super fucking big 119 pounder. Yeah. (laughs) Even when you weren't cutting weight a shitload, like you were still like really fucking big comparatively. Yeah. You know? And like there were other dudes who were like 106 that would get, after the season, like, they would be huge. You know, yeah. and like, even when they're wrestling, they're just, like, full of fucking muscle. It's like, okay, this is, guy does not walk around at 106 pounds. Right, right. You know, and now there's just less of that. Hmm. I also think that it's, it's, like, you, like, understand more about what that shit actually does. Yeah, it's it's, it's so dumb. Because <laughs> for, for the longest time, there was, you know, a lot of people turned a blind eye to any research there was. Well, and nowadays it's so much better. Dude, wrestling's a cult too. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, and also I think it's a pursuit right? that people will sacrifice oh, so man. much for because it's yeah. kind of the name of the game. It's, yeah, it's like it's a major path. There's like two denominations. You imagine that just some old school wrestling dad who fucking insists that his kids fucking cut weight like he did, just like some old fucking super orthodox religious person. You know, there probably this, are wrestling. This is how yeah. wrestlers do it. This is, you're not cutting weight. You're not wrestling fucking crazy about it just being like oh i don't know we're talking about churches it made me feel like that could be a religion yeah what's really interesting too is when like parents like that will invest exorbitant sums of money sometimes to make their kids successful through like training and different stuff and it's like you know you got a kid that's like walking around like 18 percent body fat it's like all right, we're going to go and wrestle at this big tournament and, like, you're training for this, blah, 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 but there's no way you're going to be competitive. Yeah. The way, like, the way you are. And kids are, you know, kids are different, so kids are just, like, naturally more, like, mm. Well, that's the thing with kids, too, is it's yeah. like, hey, you're, you need, like, if you want to get down for this tournament, we'll do it the healthy way, feed them, yeah. like, the right foods and not have them, like, have to sweat up, but, hey, let's go for a run together, you know? Like, yeah, do I think it the healthy way. The ones that do it alongside... Is like a totally different thing versus 
you know, the kids just got to do it. Because I, like, hid it from my parents. But if my dad was like, yeah, let's fucking go figure something out. Like, make sure my mom's cooking the right stuff, you know? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking with uh, fucking uh, Callie, Kaylee, from the Sweet Spot Nutrition Callie, Sweet about Spot. that. Uh, she, she had yeah, doing Spot. some fucking deal with, um, like, for parents, like, what to feed your your rolling student athlete fucking person. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, man, how nice would that have been? Because I was just eating, like, Easy Mac and drinking Kool-Aid. Like, yeah, that I shit definitely I, ain't good. And I, I didn't eat, like, real food for most of my life. <laughs> my mom made decent dinners, but a lot of times, you know, some nights it was Easy Mac, you know? Yeah, I don't know if I ever had venison growing up. <laughs> Maybe if I went over to my aunt and uncle's, I had, like, hot sticks or something, but, you know. I definitely didn't eat the best, like, in school. I ate a lot, like, I ate out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like fast food and shit. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Which is not good. You know, a lot of like McDonald's and Taco Bell and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing is it's part, part of the path, you know, whereas I feel like it's funny how we've all reached a point kind of where, I mean, I still eat fast food here and there, but I at least know what it does to yeah. me. And yeah. I, I do too, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not perfect. I eat probably once every two weeks we'll maybe eat fast food. But yeah, some people just don't reach that point of realizing, like becoming aware of your diet. And why you, why your back hurts all the time, or why this and that hurts, or why you feel like shit. It's probably what you're eating or drinking. <laughs> yeah, soda, huge thing, dude. Ever since I really quit soda, nice, dude. it's been like, I don't know, so easy to not go back. It's amazing. I'm really glad I never really liked soda. Like, I'd fuck around with it sometimes as a kid. And there was a bit where I was listening to Insane Clown Posse a lot, and I was drinking a lot of Fago. But, uh, <laughs> but other than that, like, I never really, like, drank soda. So that was fucking nice, because that for sure would have made me obese. Like, <laughs> fucking did not need that element in my life. No kidding, <laughs> yeah. man. Or apparently high, like, glycemic index or whatever, high yeah, sugar. Yeah, yeah, we're blood. fucking pre-diabetic anyway, but yeah, I was, I was one-tenth of a percent... On the, the pre-diabetic range for my AC1 level. And, I don't yeah. know, you were... I was something close, but I just stopped <laughs> drinking as much yeah. milk. Because that has a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, yeah that's I... what they said. How much milk do you drink? <laughs> Dude, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple big so. glasses with dinner, mostly. But How before, much water do you drink in a day? A lot. Like, I get, like, a liter a day. Almost. A liter? Yeah, like, I get a big, like... The fat, um, spring water from Quick Trip a lot of mornings. Like the 100 ounce ones? I'm not sure. Oh, God. It's like the the fat one. The fat one. <laughs> the fat tall one. I was going to say, a liter is not very much, but 100 ounces is like a, it's quite a bit. Yeah. That's three liters. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost a gallon. A liter. A gallon's 128. It's a big fucking bottle, and I chug it all day. Yeah. Okay. And I drink coffee all day, though. You do? Yeah. I, like, get a cup and I sip it all day, like... Okay. Did you guys see that little Instagram thing I sent you about yeah. coffee? Yeah. Two or three cups a day lowers your risk for, like, heart disease and stroke, yeah, according think, to that study. Yeah, that was probably the one that Dr. Rhonda Patrick had, had posted a while back when I was like, all right, I guess I'll get him drinking coffee. Yeah. But, yeah. I just drink it black, too, so... I mean, yeah, me too. I, I didn't want to have a crutch. It, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I figure, too, like, good coffee, you should just be able to drink goddamn coffee. And yeah. Shit. I mean, exactly. Shit too, if it's if good. If you're drinking, like, dog shit, like, Folgers or something, not shitting on Folgers, to be honest, but just using that as an example. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not some real nice coffee, whereas even if you go to the grocery store, you can get some really nice shit. 
Dude, we should hit a we should hit a black rifle coffee or at least uh, fall out an outfit and see if they have with them. Dude, have you guys ever run to Shields? I yeah. when I went to Shields to pick up my gun. Black rifle coffee there. They have an entire aisle of fucking black rifle coffee. I saw every bag that Joe Rogan had on his like Instagram. Yeah. Like in the aisle there. That's awesome. Yeah, they have a few at um fall line. I got, yeah, I just um, get the hazelnut one, and I I have the decaf one too for like. I got um bison brand, I think it's called Smoke Wagon. Strong enough to float a six shooter. <laughs> so you guys order that stuff? No, it was a fall line. Yeah. Oh, you got it in fall line. I okay. Line for that. Yeah. Okay. But they make their own coffee too. Yeah, I got a bag of that as well. Really? <clears throat> the Midwest Gold. I'll try some of that shit. Yeah. I was just downtown at like the C B D store. Like last week, and I almost went into fall line. But yeah, do it. You'll yeah, love it. Yeah. There's a sale might be going on Guaranteed. through this weekend. They're doing like up to forty percent off on a lot of like winter shit. Really? So I might need like another jacket or something. But yeah, another layer. Yeah. Hell yeah! Why? Well, before we wrap it up, so anything else you guys want to say about Runes Giving? Like close it out for this year. Um, it was a good experience again. <clears throat> yeah, it was really good to kind of recalibrate and refocus and. Take a take a good look at what I'm doing with my life and where I need to be, if what kind of habits I need to be sticking to, and the ones I need to drop, and that kind of thing to be the best I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do like the kind of the idea of starting the year with the equinox as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's when nature's year starts. Yeah. Right. That's it really I'm feels saying. like that too. So I like that kind of having that adjusted schedule a little bit. You know. For sure. It was a real testament, you know, to the will going through that for me. Because, like I said, just having a good time at home with the family, you know, like managing family life while doing this other stuff, working out, you know, it was a tough balance, balance to achieve. And I mean, definitely would have been easy to just play video games some mornings instead of working out or just sleep in you know yeah oh yeah dude absolutely but yeah it was it was good i really liked it and definitely taking a lot of shit into the year going forward you know hell yeah my good habits yeah i don't know trying to figure something out for the fall equinox too maybe i will at least yeah fuck yeah but yeah yeah, hopefully we can do another hunting and camping trip. Hell yeah. Freaking get out there and do some of that shit. That'll be legit. Yeah. We can burn my brush pile this summer for the summer solstice. Yes, dude. Jeez. <laughs> Alright. That'll be so much fun. Some shit to look forward to. Yeah. Alright. Well, thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram. Um, yeah, should be having some guests on soon, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hit up the Discord. Ty posted the workout program. Like the Buds one. Oh, nice. Okay. Good guy. Yeah, he's in the Discord. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Ouch. Alright. <laughs>